Hello, Mr. Richards. <laughs> What's going on, fool? Hey, how you doing, man? Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be about my I think about my fourth uh, episode. You know, t- today we're gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna tack- we're gonna tackle the the, the gang culture in uh, in uh, Black America, or, you know, between Black people. Um, you know, because you first explained to us, you know, um, who you are. You know, what do you represent? Where you from? You know, the floor is yours. Uh, well, my name is Keyshawn Richards. Um, 22. I'm from South Central LA. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's partly one of the more rougher parts of uh, LA County. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm Anthony's teammate at Davenport University right. and all that. So. You know, we met in uh in in Cali actually, like Woodland Hills is, is another valley area in LA County. Where we were JUCO teammates and now we're college teammates as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna ask you, um so yeah, just let you know, explain to me about your you know, your neighborhood and, and how how gangs work inside of, you know, and, and, okay. and more so the history. Okay. So um like I said before, I'm from South Central LA. Um, where I'm from, the main block is like I say, Western and King, and the gang that hang around there is Rolling Thirty Crip. Um, there's also Thirties in New York, Harlem. That's what you know what they represent or whatever, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And as far as like how gang culture work, like I'll, I'll give you like an example as far as like territorial things as far as from like a LA perspective so like I said Western and King would be like where the 30s hang out or whatever right Mm -hmm. so just a few blocks up on I say King and Fig which is King and Figueroa which is actually right next to a very prestigious school which is the University of Southern California USC Mm -hmm. you'll start to get to what most people consider to be the uh, east side of uh, Los Angeles which is where another gang caught, like they're referred to as the Swans, their mm-hmm. bloods, maybe. And then you say you head down for, you had, you like, but they're, they're up north, far mm-hmm. farther up north. And then you go to the south, which is probably with King and Coliseum, you're, you'll be close by, which is another like probably five to three minutes away. You'll be right next to another blood gang, which is the BPS. Uh, mm-hmm. they hang out in the jungles, um, and just another way to like put it out there like that. It, it like it's another gang that's over there on Slauson and Crenshaw. Everybody's familiar with them, I'm sure, because of the recent death of Nipsey Hussle. That was his hood, mm-hmm. uh, Rolling Sixty Crips. But just a few blocks away from there is another Crip gang that beef within themselves as far as with the '60s and the uh, the '60s and the uh, and, and the trays, the, the eight trays. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, that, that's another Crip gang that they beef with. So, and then even from another few blocks over there, you go to Inglewood, you got Inglewood families, Inglewood pie rules as far as that. So, you never too far away from somebody's hood, somebody's set. Right, right. Do you think that's? You think that's 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 um? You think that's all that's orchestrated? Uh, in all honesty. Like it, like it's it's deep. Honestly, like 
when when you think about gang culture, when you think some some like to the to the person that's outside looking in who don't really know nothing about it, mm-hmm. it may be something that oh I don't understand it. It's it's dumb or however it may be, but you got to think there are people who are literally born into it, like whose family members are fourth, fifth generation gang members. So mm-hmm. not only you got family ties to it. Imagine you going to school, middle school and everything like that or elementary school, because it starts as early as like kindergarten, not kindergarten, I say like third grade. And then you see your homie get gunned down by somebody of opposite gang. So before you can even understand the world or anything like that, you just know that somebody from an opposite hood just killed your family mm-hmm. and everything like that. So now you got a, a distinct hatred because somebody was taken from you that you love before you can even understand the whole trap that I do feel like the white man has set up for people. Because in all honesty, if you look at the history of gang, gangbanging and Crips and Bloods, that was not what it was supposed to be, what it is right now, as, as far as what I'm getting at. You feel me? So right. that that was supposed to be brought up to fight white supremacy. But now it's it, it's turning to something else. But like I said, somebody on the outside looking in is different. And in another situation for like what a gang can do for you, like I'm pretty sure everybody already knows this or has heard of it, but it's real as far as like people don't have shit at their house or nothing like that. Excuse me for my uh, profanity or anything. No, like no, that. Go, 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 go ahead. We say what we ain't say what the fuck we want, man. You good? <laughs> but yeah, like people don't have you know nothing going on at their crib or nothing like that, or they you know having the worst of the times of their life or whatever going on right now and who going to be there for you, your homies, you feel mm-hmm. me? And they gang banging and they got all their other stuff going on or whatever. And like I said, bro, these, like a lot of people are lost and not, and I don't mean that towards no disrespect because, you know, we all, we all young, we all trying to, you know, find a place in this world and everything like that. So you feel me? Like people trying to find themselves through one poverty, the entrapment that the white man has set for us. And then now you dodging bullets. It's a war zone going on outside. You feel me? You can't go too far without, you know, seeing me. Oh, man, I may be in the op hood or you feel me out. The ops catching me slipping or something like that. You feel me? So mm-hmm. it's it's a lot going on, honestly. Well, um, you know, my my thing about, uh, you know, um, gangs, you know, when I thought of gangs, I thought gangs were kind of were bad. You know, I, I try to I try to join the clique when I was, you know, like seven or eight. That's around the time you said. And uh, you know, my grandma whooped my ass in front of them and in front out in front of the street, like pants mm. down, belt, you know what I'm saying? So that kinda, you know, swayed me away from that. I told them niggas I wasn't fucking with them no more. <laughs> but um you know, but now I started I started like looking at it and stuff and like, you know, we as people Black people, even people in general, we're always tribal. So that that being blood and crypt, it's, it's not abnormal, which people are making it seem like it's weird to be a part of a gang. It's really not. I think what's really weird is, is the stuff that we do. But even the stuff that we do still can correlate back to, you know, the tribes in the jungles. We would sell each other to, you know, the English, you know, for, you know, whatever we needed, you know, gold or you know, guns, you know, just to get ahead. You see, you kind of see the connection, you know. Um, but, uh, and, you know, now that, uh, you know, it, it we're getting older, now that you see that some of this stuff is kind of facilitated, 
towards, you know, uh, dismantling, you know, the blackness of, of black people. You know, so they, they put out narratives about, you know, wars on gangs and gangs are bad, but they don't know about, you know, the real leaders, you know, King Dave, uh, Larry Hoover, all those guys from Chicago who, who started it, you know, um, especially like the GDs. That's probably a, a famous, one of the most famous gangs next to the Bloods and the Crips. Was, uh-huh. GD was, you know, I got I got a bunch of homies that's, that's GD. And they say, you know, they like GD don't doesn't really mean it never really meant gangster disciple. It meant it meant for growth and development. Uh, and that was for the black community. Um, that was that, that was to rebuild the black community. But you know, all the movies that they put out, you know, it made it seem like black people, um, black get black gangs were just out to kill black people and to create a menace. But that wasn't it. But you, but you know, undercover this. In the, un- in the other undercover scheme of it, it seems that, you know, the LAPD, in fact, you know, they actually found some proof that LAPD, LAPD was, 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 you know, agitating the gangs back in the, in the eighties and stuff. So that's why they became what they were, you know, in the nineties, you know, beefing with each other. They said they used to pay people to be informants and, you know, a whole bunch of shit, you know, um, but I mean that's just like regular throughout the, like right that right yeah, like in, in like in any institution whenever like I say like as far as like the police or uh, I don't know even how can I say this like as far as like with any time that they see black people coming up or being united in anything or any shape or form they try and stop that bro like any time that they see black people coming up or you know finally realizing you know like hey bro like we're way more powerful together than us being divided or separated mm-hmm. they always try and like you know stop that from happening that's I, I don't i wouldn't doubt that you know from being true or anything like that so mm-hmm. I, I for sure like will believe that yeah and when, when you say that um you know one, one thing that they don't they did that they didn't they don't teach is is about well one thing that people don't understand even black people don't understand that trauma and and post-traumatic trauma and uh behaviors are genetic um how you just just how health, health things are genetic how people die from cancer because they people have cancer people it's kind of like how people say they like a a, a a animal in less stress environments you see what i'm saying because yeah. they have a let's say they have a, a piglet or a chicken or whatever they're gonna most likely they're gonna have those same behaviors it's the same thing with black people you you if you enslave people for 400 years and you think that not you think it just disappears because they weren't in slavery. You could still be a victim of slavery and not even be in slavery. See what I'm saying? Exactly. Because it's genetic. It's it's, a, it's in your DNA, and this is actually a, a a fact. But they don't put that out there because they put out that that bullshit narrative about eugenics, how we how we came and evolved from monkeys, and you know all this other bullshit that doesn't have anything. We're, we're you know we're less. You know, inferior. You know how how our shape of our um our shape of our skull resembles monkeys, and you know all this stuff that just doesn't make any sense. But it is when it, it attributes to one of the reasons why we're so good at athletics because we've been trained to do manual labor for four hundred years to exactly. you know strain the body. This is why we're so fast. We used to run it from the you know the the slave catchers and stuff. And people may think this is not true, but you know, genetics plays a big thing in it. That's why we are genetically 
stronger and superior to, you know, um, any other race. I mean, because we're we're superior. I, it is true, and understand that you know before you know the the colonization, we were you know on top. So, you know, when people you know, like I said, then this this is all revolves around the the same system. But you know, when you when you think about it, um, and you think how they how they you know talk about us, um, you got to ask yourself, you know, why why do they say certain things? You know, why do things derived from um from slavery a lot of people don't believe that they, they believe that it's a victimization of slavery when you when you bring something up about you know oh we were this for 400 years and you know but you understand that to to overcome post-traumatic stress you need to be at peace of mind and you know you gotta ask yourself Keyshawn, when does black people ever had a peace of mind even it's after never. it's, it's <laughs> never we've never had a peace of mind like right. in every in every era of history, we've always had to fight through some type of struggle. Even right now, we're fighting through some type of struggle, through systematic racism, through police officers killing unarmed black men and women. It's, it's always something else going on. Like, it's always an internal struggle. Like, it's like I recently found out that um, like this this past year, last year, that black women don't even make half of what any other race or gender make in the workplace. So it's always a constant fight for equality. So and even when you were talking about as far as like like that post-traumatic uh, stress, as far as like slavery, mm-hmm. those still have real time applications as to how we are affected today. You wow. feel me like that? That's still relevant to this day because you got to think. There are people alive who have raised children today who are around and saw a sign for colored and for whites. Right. And they raised somebody that is in a high ranking official or a high ranking position at a job who's hiring other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, to, not, not, not to say, you know, Oh, that they can form their, you know, obviously people can form their own opinion because, you know, an example of that would be like, you know, for black people, more than likely you are brought up in a church, but not every black person that, you know, is, you know, a Christian or really spiritual or anything like that. That's up for you to, you know, make and anything like that. But right. at the end of the day, prejudice and other like, stereotypes can be taught you feel me mm-hmm. so it's people out there that have been raised by their grandpa great grandpa great grandma or whatever or mother or father who believe that blacks browns whatever may be are lesser than them so that's a real thing it's, and it's and especially coming from like a, a a black standpoint like that's real like so now you think okay yeah like these people are lesser than me and everything like that so now you're you know contributing to that slavery that we went through you feel me mm-hmm. exactly that's something yeah, that's why i call uh you know a facilitation of it you know um you know and even with, with that with that being said about the um you know the, the subtle racism you know um it's it's just it's just funny you know how you know how things plan plan out you know because i believe that you know the stuff that's going on now with white people they didn't expect that to happen because, um, you know, it, they were doing it to us, you know, with the, uh, you know, how they, you know, they made us, you know, colorist and, you know, all these things like that. Now they're becoming, you know, like black people, I mean, white people are like less than 10% of the population, but, but how they, you know, hoard knowledge and information is how they stay 
um, in the limelight, how they be, you know, white supremacists. Because, like I said, a lot of people think that white people are the majority. They are they have been the minority all the time. You know, mm. they're ten percent. Before they were, before they were a little bit higher than that. They just they're dropping and dropping. So what they need to do to to keep that white supremacy on is what they do is they 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 bring in this this they they brought, well they brought in the system of capitalism, um, and what they do with capitalism capitalism is how they get black people is they they make it seem that when black people get on that it's that it's you know it, it's it's a reason for other black people to be poor. See what I'm saying? They kind of divert from racism and say it's capitalism that's doing it instead of saying poverty. Poverty wasn't for any white people or any other race but for black people. When they when they wanted to, you know, make an excuse for, for why we couldn't get out of, you know, put our bootstraps on after slavery, after they freed us, it was, they said, you know, we were, we were poverty. We didn't have, you know, education. Our funding was terrible. You know, we were animals, savages, all we want to do is get high and all this other stuff. But, you know, they didn't realize that, um, you know, um, you did this, you know, they did this to us. So, I mean, you know, they keep, they put little things like little notes and things they say, like poverty. Um, but you got to understand that, you know, we're not the ones, you know, we're not the ones on top. We didn't create that narrative of being poor. So. Yeah, no. I definitely understand that that's something that, you know, has been affecting us for many years and is still affecting us, you know, to this day. So, yeah. Um, you know, I want to actually, uh, you know, mentally, how, how have you adapted from the, uh, the, you know, the gang culture in your neighborhood to being a student athlete? Like, how do you go by it? Like, do you, you know, do you mix some of those, those principles you have within neighborhood until you know who you are how you operate now as an adult that's that's honestly like a great question because you know as i said before like growing up in neighborhoods such as those like we're taught like to show like emo- like i say yeah like for sure like we're taught to show like emotions such as like empathy and I say like understanding somebody or always standing your ground or, you know, things of those natures a sign of weakness. So mm-hmm. as far as like me being like a student athlete, transitioning from being in these neighborhoods and me going to college, like it was like a complete 180 as far as like the type of environment I was in. So mm-hmm. like like I said, me growing up in these areas, you know, I'm I'm taught to if we if I got a problem with you we going we gonna to fight it out, you feel me? In that right. end of the day, like, whatever happened after that, that's it. Like, you feel me? Like, that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's nothing else. Because at the end of the day, like, we fought. I won. You lost. That's it. It's nothing else to really talk about. In a, it, being a student athlete, it don't work like that. And you can't fight everybody that you that got, got a problem with or right. anything like that. You got to, you know, talk it out or move around it. And, mm-hmm. I like, to, to be honest, like, certain situations that I've been in people have looked at me entirely different because I'm just like you know I felt like I'm I'm cut from a different cloth regardless so it's like I I, I you know go in these situations and I'm telling them like you know you got a problem like we could go ahead and you know duke it out or however it may be or right, swap. yeah we could, we could get down or however it is so 
and then they looking at me weird or you know different i'm like where i'm from like this is how it's settled like we don't have to do too much talking or anything like that so like the main thing that i had to work on just me as a person is just learning not to fight everybody that you know has a problem with me or learning to walk away from things because at the end of the day i got too much to risk and that's just you know me being real with myself and me having to learn that the hard way and understanding that you know that's not how the world works that's how the hood may work and and it's no disrespect to where because I'm, I'm i'm real and i know where i came from and i know what built me but at the end of the day even though that that may be how the hood works that's not how the world actually works so if i have a problem with somebody i have to move around it talk about it or however it may be i can't fight everybody to have a problem with right right and that that but see and and i do i do understand i had to learn that too uh and I, but I do respect that because, you know, like I, I said before, you know, one thing that where, where we are not, but everybody else is, they, they're codified. And with the neighborhood, you know, like, like how you feel like, you know, if there's a problem, we should just, you know, duke it out. That's, that's the, that's the codified unity that, that we present. But you see, it, it, we, that, but see, they don't, they don't, um, their, their principles don't align with ours though, because we rather, <laughs> attack the issue than to, than, to, than to cover something over. You see what I'm saying? If there's a real issue behind something, um, whether somebody did something wrong to you, you know, you, you have every right to express how you how you really feel about it. But you see, um, and, and, like I said, you can go back to history. Um, you know, one thing, that, one thing how they control us and how they, you know, oppress us is to take away the uh, our VIPs and replace them. Mm. VIPs is values, interests, and principles. You see, that that's why they don't like gangs because gangs are unified, they're codified. So that's why they try to so hard to break them and, and twist them because the values and principles that black people need are in gangs. I know that sounds crazy, but I mean, I'm talking about the gangs that w- what they were created for. So, you know, when there's an issue, you know, that's how it should be solved. You know, you guys got so much, you know, in the heat of the moment, you should just fight it out instead of having resentment for each other. That's why all that back and forth killing goes on because, you know, everybody wants to put an alternative option out there. Just get it over with, you know, and be done with it. Even in the, in the you know, white America, you working in white America, everything that you do is, is tallied. Everything you do is tallied. Everything. What you say how you say it, they keep in track of who you are. They know who you are. They know what you do. They know what you stand for. They, that's why they, they, that's why they, they, I know you know that, you know, growing up, it was like, uh, getting recruited, like you got to have your, your social media got to be clean. You can't be doing this and that and all this other stuff. Why, why does that matter? You know what I'm saying? That, it, that shouldn't matter about, you know, who I am. What I say, you know, at that moment, you probably should ask, well, what do I mean by you know, what I'm saying? But, you know, you shouldn't question my character over something I said, you know, in the heat of the moment. You know what I'm saying? But they won't do that to themselves. Yeah. You know I'm saying? Like, a lot of people have done a lot of things, you know, whether it's Trump or, you know, any other officials or movies. They, they don't do that. But when black people do something, we always got to change who we are. We got to, you know, alter our our existence or you know our black i like to say tone down our blackness that's what the, and i hate that always hated that even when um you know like like in school um like my freshman year of college they made us they made us run hills they punished us because we we somebody said we took too many napkins 
Like what? What? <laughs> That's that, ridiculous. You, you can ask Hillary, man. That made niggas a lot of a lot of niggas quit. They quit after that because I'm not dealing with this shit because it's not worth it. You know, so this Juco, we we run off of napkins. Then they we had to run again because they said that we were too loud in the cafeteria. Mind you, they said only the football team. Uh, mind you, there's six other teams in there, plus tw- with twenty plus people. Now we were eighty, ninety people, yes, but all of us wasn't in there at the same time. Mm. But you know, b- because we we got the most black athletes, you know, they feel like, you know, we got to. Pr- put them in control we gotta let them know that this is this is in north dakota they're like this is not where they come from we got we have a a a code we got to stand by we require people and you know some of us wasn't really fucking with that we wasn't and um you know and they were they try to you know uh, spin a narrative that we were just being disrespectful and stuff like that and like i said i told them i don't give no fucks what y'all talking about what they talking about we gonna do whatever the fuck we want to do and that's just because we're adults. Like we're not gonna, you're not gonna silence us. They shushing us and shit. I didn't fuck with that. We know you're not gonna shush me. That shit's over with. You know what I'm saying? And that that's that type of mentality. Like some like a, a motherfucker that really like don't really know who they are. Like I said, knowledge yourself. You know what I'm saying? You know who you are. You know how you operate. You know how you talk. This is just, this is what you want to do with your family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is what we do. You're not gonna just tell me and alter my existence because it's comfortable for you. Exactly. And that's the and that's one of the problems that we still deal with in you know in America. We're gonna keep dealing with it. Like it's it's happening every it's, in, in a way it's like they set the standard for what appropriate is. You get me? Like right. We have to adjust and like you said, like dull down our blackness, our culture to their liking. You get what I'm saying? So it's like it and you could it, it's it's examples of it everywhere for example like everybody like and this is something that's real I, I i was talking to somebody about this and i forgot an example is they love a black person that's always humble mm-hmm. they're never going to love a black person that believes in himself and who is outwardly expressive about that as mm-hmm. far as what they believe in and their abilities and everything like that they don't like a black man to be expressive in saying yeah like i'm hard i know what i am they love they love to see a meek humble man but you know and that's fine and i and that's what you like that's cool but at the end of the day not everybody is like that right. so and it's not and, and when and not everybody is like that it's not a bad thing that he believes in himself it's not a bad thing that he's openly expressive about the fact that he's really good at what he does mm-hmm. it, it's not it's, it's not nothing negative about that at all it's just somebody that believes in himself and wants you to know that as well and it's nothing wrong with that. I, I would like to say it's a little note that it's funny how they hate us for being for being um, expressive, you know, and being and, and, and you know uh, accepting and, and and pushing out our our achievements. But they got these motherfucking statues and these hall of fames for all these racist motherfuckers that took land and they 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 call them heroes. Exactly. So I be mindful. I be mindful of everything they they talk about. You know how they you know they they do love humble and it's like the black a black athlete can't do shit like uh, with uh whether it's Colin Kaepernick or it's Cam Newton. They hate Cam Newton for some reason because he's just so outly outspoken. You know what I'm saying? They hate that. But I'm telling you, even black people hate that. Like they're like, well, but just be humble, man. Just be humble. I, I've never been no type of dude to say I'm I'm humble. If I'm a dragger, I'm a dragger. If I'm good, I'm good. Fuck that. I'm not. 
you know, I get one life. I'm not going to be being a shadows saying I'm good. And you know, I'm good. If I'm good, I'm, whatever I'm good at, I'm good at. That's just what it is. Exactly. Um, and football is a game. So you shouldn't take no offense to it, but see in America culture, they've ingrained that as in as football is life. And that's why all these black athletes commit themselves to football without committing themselves to them, to themselves. Mm. They, don't even, they don't even know who they are. They don't know who they are. They Outside think of the game. Athletes. Yeah. They think they're just athletes. You're more than athletes. There's no reason it should be more. It should be more football players than they are doctors. You know what and I'm saying? It's, and it's, it's crazy because, like, in the black community, and this is just, you know, speaking from, like, you know, perspective of from where I'm from exactly, like, more people would think they got a better chance of making it out the hood being an athlete or a rapper versus mm-hmm. actually getting a real job. Wow. Like and that that doesn't make any sense. You feel me? Like I'm and I and I'm not speaking negatively about people who whose dreams are actually to become those. You feel me? Because you know everybody wants to be what they want to be. They have that yearning inside of them and everything like that. And I thank God that I'm blessed to have the ability that I have to be able to play at the college level and hopefully you know at the at professional level as well. But mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day, like that's a real thought they have. Like I can I have a better chance of being successful in life rapping or playing a sport when not even two percent of college of, of high school athletes make it to the collegiate level right and that's that's a real thing it's right you have a better chance of of, of going to college or well, not even you only had to go to college you can do a trade and you can you can be a a, a, a master um whatever you, you can it's a lot of labor jobs like people don't understand that a lot of the labor like our country still run by laborers, like, like exactly. And I and I try to preach this to people as well. Like, bro, if you make about thirty to thirty five dollars an hour, you make about and this is even after taxes about eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You're about twenty thousand dollars off from making six figures, and that's not including incentives, overtime pay, and everything else right. in between that that can get you to about ninety to one hundred thousand dollars a year. And if that's just you bringing that in, a single person bringing that in the household, you're living very comfortably. In the United States, whichever part that you're in. And I'm just saying, like, specifically, if you want to live in L.A., you're living extremely comfortable if you're bringing a six-figure salary. Right. And, that, and that's just L.A., and that's an extremely expensive place right. to live in. Like, is, like is, places like Texas or... Or, or Maryland. Yeah. Maryland is some, the most yeah. expensive state. Yeah. Motherfuckers. I, I, but see, that's the, the that's the thing, though. And, and this is what... This is, like, a lot of people don't notice, though. They had these programs in... Quiet schools. When my grandmother, my grandfather was growing up, they had these programs in there so they can easily get a, they don't even have to get a degree. They can literally be in high school and graduate high school and start working as a plumber and stuff and do all this stuff. But they took that out because they knew that black people was getting ahead too much. Exactly. You know, they made an excuse about the budget and all this stuff. Why would you, why would you undercut underprivileged people? You know, that, that doesn't make any sense. But, um, but yeah, you know, I think some black people like like me, like I I've never really tried to like Phoenix to go to the NFL or like I'm gonna be this, and I, I never really had no ambition to do that. I just wanted to, you know, um, be a be a positive impact. I always knew something wasn't up, you know. And we ain't supposed to be living like this. We ain't supposed to be, you know, killing each other or, you know lacking resources but once like i said once i went to college and i seen i went to another place everybody don't live like us they Mm. don't and you gotta you gotta really ask yourself a question why don't they live like us and you gotta ask yourself is it us or is it the system has it been 
facilitated or has it been, you know, us being lazy? And I'm never going to sit there and say black people are lazy. I'm not going to do that. Um, that's a narrative that people spend all the time. But um, regarding black black athletes, you know, some they have to let that that go. That that, that I can only be a football player because a lot of brothers get lost after they stop playing football. They feel like they have nothing else to value. But you know, you can be a lawyer or a postal worker or a, a truck driver. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? You only get one life. You want to you know, scratch and claw your way to the NFL, to the NBA, when a lot of people won't make it. It's not enough room for every every black person. So, you know, what are we doing? Either on the streets or, you know, you're dead. Yeah. So, or you're in jail. You know, most of, most of, like, half the population, the male population, black male population is in jail. They make yeah. up most, like, that's, that's crazy. And that's because they didn't have anything they didn't have anything to lean on, but what what the structure that they had to lean on was taken out of the schools years ago. Okay. So see what I'm saying? So yeah. and but but and that's a part of that, that capitalism that attributes to that is because it's so glamorous and it's it looks so easy because we're after it's just we're born with this with this DNA to just be superior than physically superior than everybody be faster we just we just got to use it is you got to use your you know the quotations god-given abilities but you know it's in our genetics you know it's what we've endured for the last 400 years so you know thank you for i would say thank you for the you know the genetic makeup but you know we're not we don't mock thank you for the you know the slavery of 400 years but, exactly to be able to just um, play a game yeah, like okay. it's not, it's not, and to me, it's not worth it. And I, and I see that, I see that now that, you know, um, you know, black, I think, I think it needs to be some black athletes to really tell other black athletes or ones that's going into college, like football isn't everything. It's, it's a tool. If you're really good at it, you know, that's what it is. But, and, and even after that, you know, football is not forever. You got to do something after that. I mean, um, you know the money is the money is good. Okay, the money is good. It's it's immediate, yes. But honestly, the money they owe black people, even even black athletes in the NFL, is way more than what they ever get paid. There, there is billionaires, billionaires. I mean, they get billions off of us just playing a game. So, um, you know you. Once you stop going to the NFL, you know they're gonna start losing their money, and you're gonna see that you you don't you don't really mean what what they what you think you mean to them. You know, um, we do need some more doctors, some more lawyers. You know, um, definitely school teachers, big thing. We need more males in um in in, in the teaching uh aspect, and we need to like you know re re, re rewrite our history. That's one big thing we need to do because it's, it's just it's you know it's not enough, it's not enough anymore. Just trying to be rappers and you know and I'm really upset at these rappers, you know that 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 made some money off of just you know rapping that real you know quotations real shit and all that. Man, these people they are black capitalists. They are just as bad as the white capitalists. So. Mm-hmm. It, it you know all these rappers like like Nipsey Hussle. Now what he did, everybody was so when he died, everybody was so you got to do what Nipsey did eat up, and none of them did none of that shit. Exactly, they did, they did none of it. He 
That's what you're supposed to do. Invest in your community. community. That's that's the main Look what thing. He did. And that's and that's that that's something I get to see. And that's not like, you know, it's it's like a double edged sword as far as when, you know, rappers try and do that or anything like that, because nine times out of ten, like you see another black person from that community, you know, in this exact in this exact same situation, like kill somebody that's, you know, putting money back into the neighborhood, trying to correct what's going on in there, like the wrong that's in there. But that's really he practiced exactly what he preached. Like anybody that's from LA can let you know, like if you were around Christian Lawson, you definitely see Nipsey Hussle. Like you ain't never like if you from that area, you ain't never not seen him. Right. His shop is right there. His hood is right there. Even even after he blew up, he's still pulling up. Like that's just real. And that's him bleeding money back into the same hood that created him. You feel me? Right. So that's just that's just real. That that and that's the and see that's just so crazy because um, you know, when I when I seen that, you know, I always like I heard of that. I heard like Nipsey the Nipsey, you know, uh his store and shit. I heard about that when when we when we went out there, but you know, I used to listen to Nipsey Hustle like they like like God, I I was a big YG fan, so like yeah. um, I used to listen like he had a song with him like way back in the day, like ten years ago. Yeah. Um you know, and I like heard him, I remember him, but then like when I started reading the story, I was like, damn, he he put all this, he was, you know, he made his first million all, just by himself. He didn't he didn't have nobody sign off on anything. It was just him. So selling the CDs and stuff like that. Like that's and that's real that that that's a that's a, a positive that's one of the most positive stories you can ever see about black people not needing other, you know, um races to get ahead. You know, exactly. we, we could do it ourselves. He put it in his own neighborhood, one of the historically one of the poorest neighborhoods, you know, I'm talking about the South Central LA. That's one of, one of that's one of historically one of one of the poorest neighborhoods, you know, in in history, and he just invested back in there and it, and it was thriving. That's that's the thing. People want to say, well, you know, it it was it was uh, you know, it's because he was famous. Whatever, he still invested it back there. He was giving kids food and yeah, man, that that's crazy. And imagine if all these billionaire rappers, Diddy and uh, Jay Z. You know, imagine they did that. You know, Jay Z. I, I, you know, I always talk about Jay Z because you know I have high respect for him. But you know, to me, he hasn't done shit. You know, I can't. We can't see it. I, I know they say they donate millions to people, and you know it, that's not enough to me. That is not enough. Um, you know, they need to. They they, they want to wrestle. I hate. I hate fake love. Fake convenient love with that with Nipsey. So many people was like. You know, we need to do what Nipsey did. Now, a year later, y'all out here buying Kylie Jenner shit and and buying million dollar homes, and you and the people that buy your music can't even eat a pack of fucking noodles. That's crazy. But you know, that's just me. I I think that way. I don't even like you know. I don't really listen. That's why I don't listen to rappers nowadays because they have nothing to talk about. I heard the same shit from the same rappers for twenty years ago. I don't need to hear you keep rapping about the, you know the same shit because it ain't helping us, you know it's not helping nobody, but you know um, this black capitalism is going to keep, you know thriving, you know it's going to keep thriving because they love, you know our culture, exactly they love our culture. I mean that's just what it is, but um you know um do you do you believe that you know gangs 
around the nation can neither can reform the black community? Um, I, I don't know. That's that's kind of hard to. Uh, if anything, like, what, what do you mean by that exactly? Explain, like, get into that. I mean, if it's somehow this this black movement we have, it it, it gets deeper. Um, you think that the gangs can kind of re- reshape their identity and go back to what they used to be? Uh, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm not going to sit up here and, you know, mm-hmm. be kumbaya and all that because, like I said before, it get deep. And, like, it's, it has a lot to do with what we said before, like trauma. Growing up knowing that, you know, somebody else this opposite hood killed my, my mom or my dad or my brother. Right. You feel me? That's all I had in life, so... But but do you yeah. think that it's a you think that it for the better good you think that we can we can f- drop it or we can forget I, some things? I, I, yeah, for sure it's possible, but it's going to take a lot of forgiving on both ends. Right, because we and that, yeah, I think we because we don't never had that peace of mind. If we yeah yeah, like I said, we we don't have no time to to sit and think and you know because when we sitting and thinking, shit's still going on for us. So um, you you, you got to think too, like it's. You, for for example, I try and explain this to like my girl too, like, cause she 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 asked me about the same questions as far as like this gang life and everything like that, and I tell them like you got to think like it's people out there who have literally never went outside their block or never went outside their zone or section or nothing like that, like they got two strikes left, or they got one strike left, or where you feel me, they're literally sitting on the block doing what they got to do to make bread or however it is like they're trapped inside what they got going on and stuff like that so it's a whole different mentality that somebody waking up with you feel me it's not like you waking up and oh i gotta go to work and gotta pay the bills no nah, like that man waking up every day knowing that he finna sit on them his doorsteps and just chill or you really try and make some other money some other way because nobody else is gonna hire him because he got a record mm-hmm. right mm. that's real shit yeah that's that's real shit. Like that. That's just what people is dealing with daily. Like that. Like I like that. That. that that's why I'm saying. Like I can understand both sides of how it go. Like he. Uh, every every person on this planet is born wanting something. Nobody want to be poor. You feel me? Nobody mm-hmm. wants to struggle. Somebody see somebody with some nice stuff. Like I can understand it if they want to. You know, be like that. Yeah. Like but they don't have the means in order to get those things. In a way that's you know legal, I say. So I can understand somebody you know doing that or whatever it may be. But you know, some people may really have that and just be greedy at the same time. You feel me? So I can understand both sides. So it's it's real. Like people really have to go through those things. Like people like in reality, more than likely that person is scared to leave from where they at because they know like in my section I'm safe. Like I know what I'm dealing with over here. But if they go too far west or they go too far. Uh, east or something like that, they in the wrong hood. Now they got to watch where they're going. And that's what, like, me and my girl was talking about this the other day as far as, like, people that's really deep into them streets. So it's, like, even when Nipsey died and everything like that, every, like, street nigga is going to really understand, like, people is, oh, how could it be him? Da-da-da. And, and the utmost respect to him because, like, that's a real boss. That's, that's a legend in L.A., you feel me? Mm-hmm. But every real street nigga and everybody know that, like, even though he's doing all this right now or was doing that now, He's still a gang member at the end of the day. Don't nobody know what he did. Right. When he was really deep in them streets, you feel me? Don't nobody know. And I and I tried to tell her this, like, because we were talking about one of the other homies that uh got caught up in his jam and everything like that. And I'm telling him, like, 
even if you try and quit gangbanging and doing all that other stuff or just hanging up, if you was deep in them streets, it's going to catch up with you. That's real. Like, everybody may have watched those movies where, uh, like, Baby Boy and everything like that, and you see people trying to do good. Mm-hmm. What did they do before that in that movie? You feel me? They was living, you know, reckless. They was doing wild shit. So now at the end of the day, when that when that karma catches up with you, that's real. Like, the, the consequences of that is real. And I'm not trying to say, I'm not, you know, trying to vouch for the nigga that killed Nipsey, but I'm just saying that's the mindset that we live in as black people. That's gang mentality. You feel me? Yeah, that that beef does not die just because you want to, you know, become a better person. And I'm I'm 100% for you trying to better your life. But at the end of the day, that beef don't die for real. Yeah, that's that's that that's, you know, people act like that's not, you know, you can't understand that. We understand that. That's karma. Yeah, that's we know that you can't you can't do bad for 20 years and then do good for two years and think that niggas forgot about you. Exactly. They, they on your biscuits, bro. I, I get that. I get exactly. that. I do understand that. Um, and, you know, and, and more over to that, to that, you know, type of thing. How do you feel about um, accountability in the hood? Like, how do you feel about that? Just our culture in black America, not just with gangs, but all around in the hood. You said accountability. Yeah, how do you think we go about that? I feel like we making we're making progress as far as that though, because I feel like as far as like in the '80s, as far like I'm pretty sure everybody know about how it was like gang banging, bloods, crips, like real life killing each other, all this other stuff like deep in the hood. And sorry, it's just a train going, but I don't know if you hear. Are no, you good? Yeah, but um, as far as like um, real gangbanging and stuff like that like i feel like a lot of people were snaking each other big homies wasn't being big homies when i say that i mean like big homie like a big homie is supposed to be like your big brother somebody that you look up to like a role model in a, in a sense you feel me but and i feel like a lot of a lot of the times back then like it wasn't no real game being taught and i'm not gonna say it's because it was a lot of hating or other shit going on it's probably because they genuinely didn't know no better and they feel like you know I'm actually trying to do something better for them or trying to get them some money and everything like that. But I feel like now, like, people was trying to put other younger people on game as far as, like, what's going on. Like, hey, look, like, you could do this to get some bread or da-da-da or you feel me? We could go ahead and do this right now, but eventually you got to be better than what's going on and everything like that. Like, for example, like, a lot of the, a lot of the people in the hood, like my hood specifically, like, they'll see somebody with some real potential and be like, yeah, bro, you in this or whatever, but do what you got to do. Like, I didn't seen, like, I'm speaking from firsthand experience, like, people deep in the streets, but they balling at what they got to do where they they see that, hey, bro, you doing good in school, da-da-da. Like, nah, bro, like, being a big homie and being like, no, like, you're not finna do this. Like, you finna go ahead and do what you got to do, go to college and do what you got to do and be a better person. You feel me? And not be another statistic or, or anything like that. So I feel like the accountability has, you know, as far as from what I can tell, has gotten better. But, at the same time, like it's still it's still game banging and everything going on like that. So, you know, it's it, yeah, it's, it's hard to it's hard it's, and then this is it's gonna be a, it's a struggle because and a lot of people won't 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 get that. You know, a lot of people that that suffer from this violence, they want to just say, you know, why can't you just you know tell you know and, and do all the other stuff? It's not it's not as easy. It's not a, it's not a black and white thing. See, and we we try to make it a, a right and wrong thing, but you gotta understand that. Um, you know, people have real lives. These aren't these aren't just you know statistics. We we are real people. 
So, uh, you know, somebody somebody kills your man's, you know, and it could be an accident. You you want you want justice. You want your own venture. You you're not thinking about no police. The police ain't never did shit for you. Um, you know, they don't they, they don't put police. Um, you know, our communities they contain us. They all they don't care if we kill each other. They just want to make sure it don't get out. Um, you know, or they want to, they got a quota they need to make. Um, so, you know, with accountability, you know, we, I feel like we have to be more accountable and not just accountable for, 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 for killing between, um, black people. It should be accountability between black men and black women, black men mistreating black women, black women mistreating black men. Um, uh-huh. you know, uh, just because re- you gotta understand the kids see that too. Like what I said with trauma. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Kids, that a lot of people don't understand why people do certain things, but you, like I said, listening to this, growing up, like you feel me, like that's all they know, and that's and that, that's a, another thing. Like it's hard for because you know obviously there, there are instances of like abuse and everything like that in the house and everything. A lot of black people don't like haven't been taught how to love each other properly. You get what I'm saying, like. Right. Right, it's all it's all been all conditional. Exactly. So it's like, oh, they with him because he got a job, or you know, he's doing this, and really learning how to love them. Like you feel me, express that love because, like I was saying earlier, like we taught to be hard and don't express ourselves. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That like a, a sign of loving your female is like weakness or having bitches is is the the go to. And it, and if you like that, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. You young, live your life and everything like that. But if you really got a, a solid one around you, like to actually have feelings for is a sign of weakness. Be like, nigga, that's weak. You feel me? Like, mm. no, it don't work like that. That's not, you feel me? That's not appreciating what you got and appreciating the black woman for what she is. You feel me? Right. Right. And then, and that's the, uh, I think that's one of the, that's one of the biggest things is, is, is that, that has killed um, our uh, identity off is just di- dissecting the family and then creating these, these, you know, um, barriers between, you know, the love that we're supposed to have versus what we think we need. So what I'm saying is that, like, you know, um, a, a black, let's say a, a black, a black woman has, you know, you know, a baby, so you know, two girls and a and a husband, and she, all she's, all the kids here is her disrespecting her. Um, her baby father and shit. Yeah, your daddy ain't shit. What do you think those girls who grow up and think? First of all, they, it's, it's a duality to that. So they're gonna they're gonna be thinking that their daddy really ain't shit, and that the only way they can really appreciate him is through monetary things. Exactly. You know, um, the, the other duality to that, to the part, other part of that, is that um, they're gonna grow up internalizing that within men. Which is why you see some some women, you know, only fucking with men because they have certain things, or you know, they only value men who who can give them things. And that's and then and that and then on the other side of the the men, imagine your you know your dad. Imagine your dad leaving out, um, like he's leaving out the house and shit. And, you know, he has another woman and stuff. You know. Men understand that you know your child. He he's gonna he's gonna recognize that behavior and and assimilate to that because he feel like, you know, that's what we look up to. That's what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to, you know, he's supposed to drag. He's not supposed to have different type of women and stuff like that. 
you know, and that's a that's a social aspect of having multiple women and stuff like that. You don't have to do that, but you know, to raise a a, a family properly within black people, you know, you you can't you can't just you know be be wild with with you know your behaviors because your behaviors are, are imitated. Everything is learned. Not, nothing is you, nobody like like I said. This is what the the white America has done. They they've created these eugenics that make us that we're you know we're angry all the times. You know we're um you know we're we're motherfuckers and you know all these things about how we can't learn and how we can't get along. These are all eugenics that that were made by white people, but and we and we're just following the trait of it. It's all like a. It's all like a. It stems from that, you know, that premise of that we're not, you know, civilized. So when we have these uh, these things where we can't respect our women, we can't, you know, around hit beating on women, and and you out here, you got your kids out in the streets, and they see you beating on them. What do you think they're gonna do? A lot of people would just say they wasn't raised right. No, you're right. Technically, that's true, but but. They, but the whole community wasn't raised right. You know what I'm saying? Everything was built off of just conditional love. So it was, they loved them for the, for the time being that, you know, um, for example, like, you know, oh, oh, I love my baby daddy because, well, you know, the main, the main part about her loving the baby daddy is that, you know, he had, you know, they had kids together. So a lot of them think that them having kids together means that he loves her. Or vice versa, but that's not. We know that's not true. So when he goes off and ventures off to other women, and you know, and he he creates that same cycle of, you know, having having sex with women, getting them pregnant, and he keeps moving on, moving on, and moving on. You know, what I'm saying that just, that causes resentment in the community, and you know, that's that's what we that's what we at today. So, uh, you know, that's a part of the that accountability in the neighborhood. So you got to be accountable for you know, your actions and you have to be accountable for the stuff that, that happens with your, you know, your actions. Cause you know, that says two sides to everything. You can do something, you know, on this street, you know, what you do on that street could result in something that happened on that street. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. it is, it's, it's, it's a tough concept. It's not a tough concept to tackle, but it's a hard concept for people to understand because it doesn't, it doesn't benefit them. Uh, yeah. It does. It, it's going. It's going to really tell you about yourself. You know, you got to really address that, and it, you got to understand that people are okay with, with, with not seeing themselves as, you know, right or wrong, but understanding that, you know, there's some things that 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 were out of control, some things that you could have controlled better, and yet to unlearn these things that have become, you know, traditional for Black people, uh, whether you know people think that you know. Uh, being a pimp or you know that's that's traditional like black people we just we don't talk about our feelings we don't we're not emotional people that's not true that's the dumbest shit i've ever heard we are emotional it's like i said i've said before it's in our music it's in our art our culture our history it's, it's, it's emotional for sure like we express that in every facet like bro if you even listen to the blues like that's mm-hmm. real that's like somebody's pain and that's you know, another thing that white people try to appropriate from us or whatever, but that that's just another subject. But even through our music itself, mm-hmm. you feel me? That that ex- like expresses it right there. Like people that's not able, like and even through gangs or whatever and everything like that, 
people be expressing what they go through, what they've seen, and how they feeling through the music. Mm. And why do you think a lot of people vibe to that? Because everybody's going through that same thing, too. Mm-hmm. Somebody was just able to put it on a beat and make it sound good. Now it's like, man, like we're expressing ourselves and other people are feeling it. That's exactly what music and feeling music is about. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Well, um, Keyshawn, that's all the time we have, man. I, I thank you for, for for joining, you know, my podcast, man. Just some, you know, some very good talks, you know, man. We're going to hopefully we, we, we play this season, you know, Keyshawn, yeah. my, uh, my running back, you know, um, so you know, just I, I thank you for this. Uh, you know, they needed this. Um, so yeah, I thank you for that. Um, you know, see safe. That's what <laughs> no problem. Bro. I appreciate you for having me on. And, you know, no to talk about this. This is what we talk about on a regular, though. You right, right, like, right, right, right. This, this, this is this is this is just us talking when we not practicing or we just chilling or anything like that. So all we did was just put it on. You feel me? A podcast. We put in the podcast. We con- hey, listen. We conscious twenty four seven. It's not no trend. Uh, you know, for the time being, man. This is this is our life. So, you know, if we got somebody got to do something. So, exactly. All right, man. All right, then appreciate you. All right. Yeah.